0: please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to the revolution. Are you ready? I'm ready. 10 copy that. Yeah! The
2: place for all things outdoors, which is totally awesome, ladies and gentlemen. The revolution
1: with Jim and Trev is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network,
2: and My Outdoor TV. It begins now. Conservation for all of wildlife Preach it, brother Even the possums that scare my wife Ew! We like to grow big deer with huge racks Yes! Then we will shoot them and eat their back straps Conservation for all of wildlife did you know there are over 20,000 species of edible plants in the world? Yet fewer than 20 species now provide 90% of our food. <laughs> I hate broccoli. All right, so interesting. We're What's at, that? The reason I was talking about all the edible plants that you can eat, we're being joined by Daniel Vitalis. He's the host of Wild Fed, airing on Outdoor Channel. All new series, Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern time. He's going to be joining us for an awesome two-part interview. Kind of talk about foraging, living off the land of uh, the Do's and Don'ts. Very interesting guy. Then we're going to be joined by. Him. Hey, we're going to be joined by Sergeant
3: Mark Depew. He's out of Michigan. He's a DNR officer uh, and a host of a series called Wardens on Outdoor Channel.
2: Yeah, Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Right after him, Matt Busbis, uh, the co host of Viral Outdoors on Outdoor Channel. That's Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He's going to be joining us. in to cap things off, we're going off roading with who? Scott Newby. That's right. Talking about And the his all uh, yeah, girl band. Yeah, uh, his all new girl band. The all-new Yamaha Kodiak 700 EPS. Oh, that's a great unit. But uh, let's get to... Daniel Vitalis. Vitalis.
1: Here we go. Kicking off a two-parter with Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed, airing on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one.
2: This is going so well so far (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're a total train wreck without Buddy here Yeah, I know it Alright, so just now being joined, as the intro said, Daniel Vitalis, the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel Monday, 7pm Eastern Time, all new series to Outdoor Channel Plus he has an awesome podcast, Uh, spent this whole past weekend uh, actually listening to it It's amazing, gotta check out the Wild Fed podcast as well Mr. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? Going so good. Thanks for having me on the show.
3: Yeah. Now the interesting part about you living in Maine, I think we may have a couple of friends in common. Uh, I've been really good friends until he died with Wiggy Robinson and also Wayne Bosowitz with Foggy Mountain Guide Service. Never met him. <laughs> that whole build up and he's never met him. <laughs> wow. That was. Uh, great. Are you are you a Maine guide?
4: I'm a. You know what? I'm a Maine guide, but I'm not a real practicing guide. I, I take a few people out, mostly new people but I'm not much into the uh, the guide scene here. Yeah,
3: you're you're much like my physician. Now, really he practices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really kind of interesting uh wild fed debuted, I think it was like January 4th on Outdoor Channel. Uh, and this is truly a all-natural foraging show lifestyle where you hunt for all your protein, you forage all of your your vegetables, your grains. Is that actually possible? You know, because when we talk about being like subsistence hunting, right? You know, we go out there, but we're still going to the grocery store. We're still going to Whole Foods, this and that. Is it possible in certain uh, geographical locations to 100% live off of foraging for your food, Mr. Daniel?
4: You know, I, I don't even want to try because it's. I like to go to a restaurant, man. I like to get <laughs> my wife out. I like to go over a friend's place for dinner. I'm doing this the same way most of us hunt do it. I fill my freezer with meat, but I'm also getting vegetables, I'm getting plant foods, I'm getting, you know, my maple syrup, I'm getting my wild rice, I'm getting my seaweed for seaweed salads, I'm doing all those kind of things. But I don't try to do it 100%. It would be really difficult to because if you think back to when people used to do that, they did it on massive tracts of land with lots of ecozones and ecotypes, they weren't running into no trespassing signs or WalMarts. So today, <laughs> it's really challenging to do it. So I just take it on as a personal practice. But I'm not trying to do it 100%, but I just want to inspire. One thing I really want to do is inspire hunters to start utilizing some of the other things that are on the landscape because they're already out there, and there's all these amazing plant foods that they could get access to, and they would really enjoy and would complement the meats and the fish they already harvest.
3: Yeah, well, you know, the the interesting part about foraging, I've often wanted to be able to do that, like you're doing right now, which is very, very exciting. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know what's good and what's bad.
4: (laughs) We always joke around that there's no poisonous look-alike deer. Yes. So when you're out hunting, you know, it's a little bit simpler. So the plant game and the mushroom game, they're a little more complex. You need people to take you out, show you around. You know, you need field guides, and you need to learn a little bit of botany and a little bit of mycology to do it safely. But there's so many things that everybody knows. We we recognize blueberries. We recognize raspberries and wild strawberries. So those are you know, the fruits are a great place to start. Um, but definitely you, you need to um, have a mentor and you need to maybe take a class. Those kind of things are really helpful. But uh, some of the things that we harvest, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Again, I brought up maple syrup. You know, we're getting close to the mapling season here in Maine. And, you know, I'll pull off most of the sugar I'll use through the entire year in my house. And I don't have to worry about a poisonous lookalike. So that's a real simple one. Um, but like I said, something like blueberry, everybody recognizes it. And then when you get into more complex things, ferns, for instance, stuff like that, you know, that we did in one of the episodes of uh, Wild Fed. you know, that stuff takes a little bit more expertise. But once you learn it, it's like anything. And the nice thing is these plants don't run away. So they're <laughs> a little more reliable than the hunt.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought up and you, you've mentioned it before, the toxic lookalikes as we've all, you know, the Emil Hirsch into the wild scenario. Nobody wants to replay that. That's terrible. <laughs> but I think that is... People's greatest fear when you go out there, you know, you make sure you know the rules and regulations, the local DNR, you know, if you're elk hunting, bear hunting, this and that, you know, the temperature that we need to cook it at it to be, you know, safe to consume it. But when it comes to plants, it is a lot harder. There is a lot more things that we need to learn, and it's really kind of broken up. If you're going to learn about foraging off of plant matter, you really have to learn about the specific plants in your area as a whole because they change all across the country, don't they?
4: Yeah, it's a really good point. And um, I think also, though, I want to say that sometimes it's really overstated. Now, I'm not talking about mushrooms here. They're a different category, fungi. But when it comes to plants, true plants, most of the plants that would be harmful to you taste so bad that it would be so hard for you to eat enough of them. Keep in mind, like we say, we have this term, we say bitter medicine. Remember that poisons and medicines are actually the same thing. It's just all about the dose. Mm. Medicines and poisons, they're bitter. That's why they put that sugar coating over, you know, a capsule. When you bite into a plant that has a toxin that's bad for you, It's usually going to taste really bitter or really pungent or really astringent and you couldn't choke enough down to hurt yourself. Now, there are, of course, there's exceptions in the world, but for the most part, your palate will tell you if you have the wrong plant.
2: All right, so we're Love hanging out. Plan. Yeah, we're hanging out talking with Daniel Vitalis. We're really just trying to pretend to be smart like he is. I don't think it's <laughs> it going to <ain't> work. <laughs> <Yeah>, man knows <those laughs> so much stuff. All right, you have to watch all new series. It is incredible. Wild, Wild Fed. Fed Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, he's got a podcast. Got to hop on his website, danielvitalis.com. Love like the hair stuff. Now, How did you, you didn't begin, like, hunting and fishing and foraging as a young child, as, you know, most hunters have. This was something you came into later in life, isn't it, Mr. Daniel? In my 30s, I started hunting. No way, really? uh,
4: Yeah, yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, but I've been into the plant stuff a bit longer. You know, I used to be a vegan and <laughs> no. for, four, for 10 years I was a vegan. And uh, so I come and I think I. what's interesting is I think I represent in some way a lot of the new recruitment into hunting is people who were into food and nutrition and helped it came to it from without the patrilineal background. So I never had a dad or an uncle to teach me to hunt. And so I just never got exposed to it. Um, But once I did, man, I really took to it because my interest is in wild food in general. So not Mm -hmm. just hunting. I like hunting. I like fishing. I like foraging. I like the whole package of it to bring together those foods from nature all excites me. But yeah, it wasn't until I was in my 30s and I've been really lucky and blessed to find really good mentors to kind of guide me through it, you know, but Ever since, actually, the first year I started hunting, you know, I've been meat independent. Plants are a little bit harder. You know, I get a lot of calories that way, but of course, I gotta buy stuff from the farmers market, buy stuff from the supermarket. But I think um, one thing in the hunting world we need to be aware of is that a lot of the people who are coming to it have no background in it, and uh, they're coming to it with new for new reasons than a lot of people who've hunted you know, um, in the sort of legacy of of hunting in in America.
5: Yeah. Hey,
3: Daniel, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, we're talking with Daniel Vitalis. He's the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel, Monday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. That's right. This has
2: been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Again, Mr. Daniel, to learn more about your all-new series, Wild Fed, also the Wild Fed podcast, man, where can we find you online? Go to wild-fed.com, and uh, we're at wild.fed on Instagram. You bet. Hey,
3: more Daniel Vitalis right after this. Stick around. Stick
1: around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages.
6: Savor the finer things in life. Hunting, fishing, and eating. Every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fork. Join Epic Outdoorsmen Steve Renella, Daniel Vitalis, and Scott Layseth as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. The most mouth-watering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Travis Back with Backwoods and Backroads. Oh, yeah, got it. Let's rejoin the boys and Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed, airing on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two.
3: Hey, we're back. We're talking backwoods and back roads on this week's show. And before the break, we had part one with old Daniel Vitalis. He's the host of Wild Fed
2: on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, that's Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All new series. Make sure you watch and also catch uh, his podcast, Wild Fed Podcast. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Daniel. But I, I think I read somewhere you said that one of your favorite proteins is bear meat. You might even prefer it more than deer. Is that true?
4: I think bear is one of the best meats in the woods and and one of the most, unfortunately, underutilized meats. I think so many people get focused on hides and skulls, which I love. You know, I got piles of those. Yeah. But, man, that meat and even more so the fat. Mm. You know, I render all my bear fat down into the most amazing cooking oil which we use all year here in the house but the meat you know I just think there's so many myths about bear meat being anything from too oily to wormy to this and that I have eaten bears that are young and I've eaten bears that are old I mean I just think you know black bear is probably the most underappreciated meat we eat it several times a week and every I one of my favorite things is to feed bear to a hunter who thinks they don't like bear meat.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, the thing is, with with bear, it's got to be the most complete wild animal out there, because not only do you have the meat, and you mentioned about the rendering the fat down, but then all of the other things, in fact, a good friend of mine, Wayne Bosowitz, would make jerky out of it, as well as mm-hmm. these stick sausages. I mean, there's so many things that you can make with a bear, plus you've got the hide to keep warm in the winter.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I think that um, we sometimes under appreciate the uh, degree to which you know early european settlers relied on bears to survive on this continent how important they were because deer meat as you know is so lean and i love believe me i love venison but having that oil that's the key i mean in nature there's a reason that we love the way fat feels in our mouth and there's a reason we love the way sugar tastes to us and that's because you have a biological imperative to find those things Because they're the hardest things to secure in the wild environment. We got more than enough fat and sugar now. But back in the day, we did not have those things so readily available. So when you found a fat source, that was the calories that got you through the winter. I mean, that was so important. We don't appreciate it as much today. We're all trying to burn fat. But, you know, that used to be the thing that you needed. And bears have it in, as you know, in surplus. You know, but it's interesting because, you know, I'll go out. I do a lot of hound hunting for bears. And uh, we'll, we'll get bears the same couple of days. You know, we'll get one that's completely lean. The next one we get has four inches of fat. So it's always about trying to pick out those fattest bears.
2: All right, Mr. Daniel Vitalis, he is the host of Wildfed, all-new series, Outdoor Channel. It is fantastic, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, before we, we wrap this up, you were a vegan, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Was there any backlash from your friends that were possibly in the vegan community as well? Obviously, you know, you're you're sympathetic to the cause. You're doing it for a greater good. Um, was there any backlash? Did people not understand why you switched and went, you know, and became a hunter?
4: The people who are vegans who kind of claim that they're vegans for like nonviolence, can be some of the most violent and aggressive people uh, (laughs) when you don't conform to their views. And so absolutely. But today, I got to say that that because I was a vegan and I understand the language that they speak and their worldview, what I get now, uh, several years later, I get mostly feedback like, hey, I'm a vegan, but if I was going to eat meat, I'd do it the way you're doing it. I respect how you're approaching it. And so that, to me, tells me that there's a lot of vegans out there that still can uh, that still actually are compassionate, understanding people, mm-hmm. but there are some who are almost—they're radicals, yeah. almost like, um, well, like any kind of fundamentalist. So yeah, I did take some backlash, but um, you know, thankfully, you know, never anything too serious. You yeah, know? We're, we're a lot of online pressure. <laughs> yeah, we're,
3: <laughs> we're right in the throes of winter, and you mentioned that uh, maple season's coming on pretty soon. Uh, you know, when that sap starts to run, but. Are there things that you can forage in the wintertime in Maine? I mean, I know that like maybe Chick of the Woods is on the side of the trees or whatever, but is there something that we can go out there and get now, um, you know, and and get started?
4: This time of year, one of my favorite things to forage is a, a mushroom exclusive to birch trees. That's called chaga, uh, inanotis obliquus is its, uh, Latin name. Oh, when you look right. at it, it's like a big black canker on the side of birch trees that'll look like as if somebody set fire to it. Black as coal. It looks burned. Oh wow. And we break that mushroom off. Well, it's actually a sclerotium, which is like a storage organ for the, for the mushroom that's living inside and it's colonized and will eventually kill the birch tree. We break that big thing off bring it home, dry it, grind it down, and boil it for keys. And there's a bit of vanillic acid in there, which is just like really delicious. It's what flavors of vanilla. And uh, it has powerful immune-modulating properties. It's an anti-cancer. It helps to uh, optimize your immune system. And it's an adaptogen, which makes your body adapt better to stresses in your environment. So very, very good for you. Tastes delicious, and I'll make it like coffee. So I'll boil that down, and then I'll add a little cream and maple to it, and it makes a delicious drink. And it's a you can harvest it all year. But what I like about going out in the winter is all the leaves have fallen, and it's easy to find it. So I'll go out with a pair of binoculars, walk through the woods in my snowshoes till I find one, knock it down with an axe or a hatchet, and that's one of my favorite things to do in the winter. Because as you're mentioning, most of the plants are dormant. Oh yeah. You know, aside from ice fishing, we don't get into too much in the winter time out here. So. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things that my wife and I like to go out and do together. You bet.
3: Hey, we got to leave it right there. We're talking with Daniel Vitalis. He's the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel,
2: Mondays at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Exactly. Coming up next, we have Sergeant Mark DePew from the hit series, Wardens on Outdoor Channel. That's Penny that is, Yeah, that is Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you watch Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And then 8.30, we got got uh, Wardens. But Mr. Daniel, to learn more about you, Wild Fed, the all new series your podcast your partners man if we just want to pick your brain you're such an interesting guy dude where can we find you online
7: uh, go to
4: just google Wild Fed. you're going to find me uh, very easily it's Wild-Fed.com. And I obviously speak at length on my podcast, the Wild Fed Podcast. You
3: bet. Hey, we
2: got uh, more of us coming again. That's right. Don't go anywhere. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTandJerky.com. jerkycom Mr. Daniel, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
4: Thanks so much, you guys.
7: Appreciate it
1: mrs Bunny's small game adventures are brought to you by high mountain seasonings at himtnjerky.com
4: honey garlic grilled rabbit it's prime time for small game hunting and rabbit makes for delicious table fare try your hand at this honey garlic grilled rabbit Begin by cutting your rabbit into six or eight pieces, rubbing each with High Mountain Seasonings Garlic Pepper Rub. In a bowl, combine half a cup of olive oil with the zest and juice of one lemon, two tablespoons of honey, one tablespoon of chopped fresh rosemary, and one tablespoon chopped fresh thyme. Whisk the mixture together and add your rabbit, turning to coat the pieces. Allow the rabbit to marinate for two hours. Remove the rabbit from the marinade and put on the grill over medium-high heat, turning when the flesh releases from the grill grate naturally and it has a nice brown
0: color. Because rabbit's very lean, monitor the internal temperature Closely so you can remove it from the heat as soon as it's cooked through. Feel to fork in a little over two hours. Enjoy.
1: Stay right there. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. You tell
5: the nonfiction, you will tell the nonfiction. This is what I remember. We were the first hunters in the Congo in something like 40 years.
6: When Jim Shockey talks, outdoorsmen listen. You're the greatest mule deer hunter alive. I'll tell anybody. Sit down with some of the greatest hunters in the world who share their amazing experiences. That day changed my life. Shock Therapy, Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel.
1: we're back. It's the revolution with Jim and Trev talking backwoods and back roads this week. It's a big, huge, giant deal. Now, please welcome Sergeant Mark DePew from the hit series Wardens on Outdoor Channel. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's Jim and
5: Trav. Hold up on
3: our car wash, gentlemen. Hey, we're back. We're talking backwoods and back roads in this week's show. And, of course, before the break, we had old Daniel Vitalis. He's with Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel. But our next guest, man. He feeds Daniel.
2: You stand at attention and you salute. Salute. That is, that's right, Sergeant Mark DePew. He is with the Law Division of the Michigan DNR, and you can catch him on Warden's On Outdoor Channel. That is Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Mr. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Good, sir. How are you guys? Good, good. Hey, you know, the interesting part about you're in that
3: northern Michigan, and now, I mean, you guys got to get together and just to have a, a, a fish fry. Because it's so sparsely populated, but you have so many animals up there. How the heck do you keep track of everything?
7: It is. It's a pretty special place. Our population as you further you go north uh, is less and less. Uh, but you know, it, it is. It's a it's a culture up here. A hunting culture, a fishing culture. I mean, for we have our first day of school, November fifteenth uh, is actually uh, called a firearm day, a hunting day. So the schools don't even. Have uh, school that day. Everybody gets it off to go hunting. So it's it's in our culture up here. It's uh, it's a great time. It's a great place to be a game warden. And I I truly enjoyed
2: it. You know, what's so amazing is we just love talking to you guys. We love watching the show again. Warden's all new season, Outdoor Channel Mondays, 830 p.m. Eastern Time. But a lot of folks don't understand, uh, Mr. Mark, the dedication, the time, the education, the training, everything that is involved in becoming a warden. I mean, it is a rigorous journey, if you will, to become a warden. It's incredible.
7: It is. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's, it's difficult to get into and not, obviously not impossible. I got in, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it is, it's a, it's a great career. When when we graduate our, our new people, uh, they get a brand new, I, they're just now buying trail bosses, the Chevy trail boss. Oh, wow. Um, recessed emergency lights. You're a, you know, Michigan fully commissioned police officers. I tell people you were just like a state trooper Ah, uh, but we get all the good stuff. We get all we get to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> we get four wheelers, snowmobiles, ORVs, boats, and, and not only that, but you, you get to protect a resource like our our northern Michigan woods and uh, you know southern all over the state. So it's a it's a pretty special uh, group of guys and gals that go out there and get to do what we do. Yeah, what
3: is the number one infraction? Is it not? Uh, hunting with a valid license, or is it poaching deer, or not filling out the license properly? Yeah, you know? what is it? What's the number one infraction?
7: Probably, in my experience, in my officer's experience, tagging issues are probably number one. Where mm-hmm. you know either the the individual uh, shot too many deer, and now they're using their wife's or spouses or a friend's tag, oh. um, failing to validate the tag. Uh, but as a, as a, as a, I've been a police officer for twenty two years. When you start talking to an individual, uh, let's say it's their first deer or their first hunt, and they have the tag on the deer, and I look at the tag, and you know the the, the tag isn't validated by marking the date, you know, month, you know, harvest. And as I'm talking to them, I can just tell that they're so excited that it might be a good opportunity to just educate the person. But going back to that, you know, the actual hardcore guy who's out there, you know, shooting multiple deer, doing things he shouldn't do. Uh, you can pick those out a mile away too. So it comes with experience, but the majority of the time is a, uh, a tagging issue. And probably the second most is baiting. We've had a baiting band now for a couple years, and uh, baiting is is a, is a big deal.
2: Yeah, once again, hanging out, talk with uh, Sergeant Mark DePew. Make sure you catch him on Wardens on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 830 p.m. Eastern Time, all new episodes. There's something you brought up, and I'm so glad. Um, you know, when people think of police officers or game wardens, you know, it's like, oh, they're going to give us a ticket. They're doing this. They're doing that. Well, you're doing your job. But more importantly, what you're really doing is furthering people's education of the outdoors, of wildlife, of being a good steward. And that's truly what you're there for. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't know what tag limits should be set, what hunting season should be going on. You guys play such a vital role. You truly do.
7: Absolutely. And, you know, conservation officers were unique that we not only enforce uh, Michigan criminal law, and that includes, I mean, I took a, a property damage crash I just took an accident to help out the county sheriff. Wow. So we do all that, too. Uh, we have the ability to arrest on domestic violence. Um, I've done that several times in my career. And, again, the further north you go with limited budgets and some of the departments are only putting, like, for example, in my county, the county that I, that I one of the counties I oversee, they only put out um, one deputy sheriff a night. Oh, wow. So if that deputy's tied up, then they rely on the state police, and the state police may only put out one car, and that could be covering two counties. So then you have a conservation officer left, and um, we, we feel that need. So obviously health and safety of Michigan and, and people who visit, those citizens are the most important. And then from there, uh, we get to also enforce the Fish and Game Code, snowmobile, ORV, all those things that keep it safe. And not only that, but, you know, we're kind of the front line. Um, people see a uniform, and they recognize conservation officers as the DNR. When in fact there's so many people behind the scenes, like biologists, yeah, uh, tax forestry people, that they're the unsung heroes of the DNR uh, that that do all these suggestions and make these determinations on wildlife that uh, that that allow us to have the rich natural uh, environment that we have. And I like that wardens does that too, and some of the shows where they they break off and they'll show a different division of the DNR why they're blowing up a beaver dam or yeah. um, there's a reason for that that, that ultimately affects the, the deer or grouse or whatever else you hunt that following fall. So it's a pretty cool environment that we work with.
3: Yeah. Hey, we've got to leave it right there. Hey, we're talking with Sergeant Mark DePew. He is from the hit series Wardens, and you gotta watch that to find out what not to do. And then he's on Outdoor Channel Monday nights at 8 30 Eastern Time. Exactly.
2: Such a fantastic show. Love Wardens. Uh let's say boys and girls there want to change what they're doing, their career path, or maybe some kids coming up that want to become a warden. Where should we head yeah. to online to learn more about you Wardens and possibly becoming award in ourselves do you know if you
7: go to the michigan uh, dnr under conservation officer we are actually going to be hiring a uh, a, a running a new recruit school in the summer so um, i again i encourage strongly encourage folks if you have a law enforcement interest and specifically love the outdoors this job is perfect for you so i would encourage you to go to the michigan.gov dnr website and research it, and uh, there's a process there that will explain everything to you.
3: Yeah, words to live by. Hey, coming up after the break is old Matt Buzzbice, and of course, he has viral outdoors on Outdoor Channel Thursdays at 7 o'clock.
2: That's right. Mr. Mark Man, we love you so much. Thanks for coming on, and stay safe out there, buddy. Thank you very much. Please
1: accept our apologies. The following will be horrible. We're
2: so tired of Corona Let's shoot some turkeys in the face We can practice social distance And shoot some turkeys in the face Wash your hands Wash those hands Don't pick your nose, folks Just blow them boogers out
5: scrub a dub.
2: Fill in tags
5: That's our shooter Hunt hard, fish hard, and eat well Oh my god this thing is huge. In an all-new Sportsman Channel series, the team at Mountain Top Outdoors travels the USA in search of the ultimate field-to-table experience. We do this every year and save this farm till rifle season to come over. All that hunting and fishing sure works up an appetite. We're gonna put together a sportsman feast that you're not gonna want to miss. So be sure to pull up a chair. Mountain Top Outdoors Wednesdays at 7:30 p.m. Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel.
1: Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into the Revolution with Jim and Trav. And I can't believe I listened to these two idiots. It's backwoods and backroads this week. Now here's Matt Busbis, host of Viral Outdoors on Outdoor Channel, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here are the boys.
3: Hey, we are back. We're talking backwoods and back roads on this week's show. Uh, before the break, we had Sergeant Mark DePew, great guy. And uh, he's from uh, Warden's
2: on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 830. That's right. We're leaving the fuzz to go after the mini mullet. That is Matt Bussmith, host of Viral Outdoors, actually co-host alongside Sydney Wells, uh, Viral Outdoors, Outdoor Channel, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Well, are we
8: already talking about mullets? Is this, is this really happening this early <laughs> yeah. on in this yeah, conversation? Yeah,
3: well, we, we had to <laughs>
8: <laughs> well everybody knows 2020 2021 it's kind of weird years so either in my opinion if you're a dude you got to kind of do something weird in 2020 or 2021 it was either for me a mustache or for a, a, a just the a mullet and <laughs> so i kind of just went with the mullet route and uh Grandma is not liking it. Mom's not liking it. But I'm telling you, dude, it's got street cred.
3: Are you getting love letters from Billy Ray Cyrus? Oh, he had it figured out back then. He did. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, he had it going a on. Wise man. That mullet has led to a lot of success for him. But one thing I want to talk about success for a second. All new season two, Viral Outdoors. Holy cow. Wait, the neat thing about your show is your show is about everyone else's outdoor adventures. Experiences. The the amazing and also the pitfalls. in I mean, it's really neat. And a lot of these things, I mean, it's extremely dangerous. I mean, that bear attack. Oh, my God. I love – do as many people poop their pants as you say they do.
8: <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm very, very lucky to be, like, stewarding and help producing fire outdoors with Outdoor Channel because it is about – like you said, it's about – you, the internet, the listeners out there, it's about you and everybody filming with their cell phone or their Tacticam or their GoPros or whatever. All these self filmed hunts or fishing mishaps and awesome catches out there, kids in the outdoors, bear attacks. Hell, we put anything that goes viral in the outdoor environment and we literally just fire them away one after the other and laugh the whole time and poop our pants some because some of the videos <laughs> are crazy. But it's season two, though. Uh, we picked up a co-host, which has been an awesome addition to the show because you don't have to stare at me the whole time. Uh, it's Sydney Wells. Her dad and her have been in the industry forever, hunting all of her life. And uh, her dad has gone viral a ton. She's going viral. They're kind of crazy in what they do with the spear hunting and blowguns. It's amazing what they do. So she's actually been a really big addition to season two, helping find the best clips on the internet. And she's like a cool host to like bounce off of. And we're laughing the whole time we're filming. It's been
2: a fun season two so far. So can people actually send stuff in that happened to them? Or does this have to be like randomly picked by you guys?
8: No, it's basically we encourage people to send us their stuff and we get a lot of emails and direct messages on our Instagram page, Viral Outdoors Instagram page. And that's it's as simple as that. Like if you or your buddy has an awesome experience caught on video in the outdoors, I definitely want to encourage anybody out there, send it to our Viral Outdoors Instagram page or Facebook page. And that's where we get some of our content. And we also literally we shoulder tap. We'll, we'll message people and find the owners of videos. That's what a lot of the work is of that show. Like, it is not easy just to get the clips that we go get. I mean, we bust our butt to try to find that stuff because we want to make an incredibly entertaining show, and the and it's about the people out there. So you got to headhunt, get their content. And if you just do a licensing deal, you send them some paperwork, and boom, they make it on viral. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of work done. Well,
3: you know, the interesting part, you know, most people don't think ahead enough to say, well, I better have my camera rolling. I remember I was on a bear hunt in Canada, and this black bear, probably about 200 pounds, climbed the tree right next to me, and I wasn't surprised that he was there, but he was sure in
2: hell surprised I was there. You know. <laughs> Some of my favorite videos are when you have, you feature the kids, you know, whether it's one of their first deer hunts or their little first fish. Little girl holding the fish. She's like hugging it, telling it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's okay, fish. I it's know. Okay. It was so cute. Or like you, you took that, was it up in Maryland? You took that young kiddo out hunting and he made an incredible shot Is like a hundred yards or something on a deer but you featured his first hunt and it's so neat for these young kids just getting in the outdoors being able to see themselves on outdoor channel on viral outdoors it's very inspiring
8: yeah and i'm so glad that you brought up the kids because that's honestly i love to make room for the kids on the show as much as possible because anything that we can do to inspire them to go outside enjoy the outdoors we want to be a part of that agenda. And so like I encourage listeners, kids out there, keep your phones ready to film or get one of those tacticams or GoPros, whatever you need, but start filming that stuff and get out there and just enjoy it because that's some of the best videos. And that I'm glad that you mentioned that. Went to Washington DC, south of Washington DC on a unbelievable kids event. It's called Young Guns. All the farmers just give their land for all these kids to go try to get their first deer, and it's a very well-orchestrated event, well-run, Bill Crutchfield. It's something's really special. I mean, they, they mow down the deer, and everybody's having a blast. It's a great event.
3: Yeah, you know, the interesting part about watching Viler Outdoors is the fact that you're a part of every deer camp, every bear camp, every pheasant hunting camp out there. If somebody's sending it in, you were there. And that's the cool part about viral outdoors.
8: It's an all-inclusive hunting camp, fishing camp. Everybody's welcome, and that it, it is something that's really cool. And it's it's been such a blessing, honestly. It's been an awesome show to be a part of. And <laughs> you know, I like it because it's really not about like every show out there on the outdoor channel. A lot of them is like it's about the show host. It's about the show host. It's about the show host. And I was like, I've had shows on there, and it's cool. But this show is just so unique in that it's just not about the show host. It's about the people. And that's why the success has been so great because it's not like the other shows. And it's about everyone out there.
3: You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Matt Busbus, and of course, he's the host of Viral Outdoors, along with Sydney Wells.
2: Sydney Wells. It's on Outdoor Channel, all new episodes Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Matt, to learn more about you, Sydney, Viral Outdoors, everything you guys have going on, if we want to submit some videos, man, where can we find you guys online?
7: We are
8: basically on Viral Outdoors Facebook and Viral Outdoors Instagram page. That's at Viral underscore Outdoors.
2: All right, that's where you have to go. Coming up next, we have Scott Newby, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Matt, you're so awesome. God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thank you all for having me, fellas.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Wherever you find yourself, work, the car, outdoors, the shower, you'll find us across the country and around the world on great radio stations and always a click away at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. Sprinkle the best of western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNjerky.com today. That's HIMTNjerky.com.
6: Gentlemen, start your engines. Let's get it on. Major League Fishing is back. This is the purest form of fishing, period. It's a non-stop mental battle.
2: Everybody is out to beat everybody. Mm. Look at that thing.
6: It all starts with the Lucas Oil Challenge Cup. Go out and do it. Grind. Let the challenge begin. Major League Fishing's Challenge Cup. All new Saturdays at 2 p.m.
1: Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today we're talking backwoods and back roads. Now, here's the man with info on all things Yamaha, Mr. Scott Newby, Yamaha ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at yamahamotorsports.com. Here's Jimby and Trav.
3: Hey, we are back. We're talking backwoods and back roads. Before the break, we had Matt and Of course, he has a program called Viral Outdoors on Outdoor Channel. He's got a virus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. It's his mullet. That's what it is. But right now, it's Scott Newby. It's Scott Newby. It's Scott Newbie! Uh, he's with Yamaha. That was amazing. A <laughs> 2 E side by side. Senior communication specialist, Mr. Scott. How's it going, buddy? Doing wonderful, gentlemen. Great to be back
9: on. And uh, thank you for the new ringtone that I'm going to download now. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: he always says, "I have the voice of an angel." So he's got the body it's of a one god. Of the fallen angel. <laughs> all right. So one thing I want to get into with you, Mr. Scott. Um, You know, we've been riding our Kodiak 450s for a couple years now. Absolutely love them. The power, the performance, the technology, capability, everything that went into them. But this year we went up to the Yamaha Kodiak 700 EPS. And this is the part that is so amazing to me. Obviously, Bigger frame, a lot more power, more capability. But the ergonomics, when you get on it, man, it almost feels like it's even more compact. It really fits to your body. Because, you know, Jim and I, we're not small guys. Uh, You know, we're over six six foot and over 200 pounds. We're uh, easier to jump over than walk around, let's say. (laughs) But the size of it, even with the bigger mass, it almost feels more compact and even more nimble. Yeah, and that's exactly
9: kind of what we built the Kodiak 700 for, is more of a utility used to have great power from our 700-class engine that's in there. It's a, it's a durable, reliable engine we've had for years now, but... The chassis, it's nimble, it's meant for you know handling tight technical trails, but still getting work done and everything around your farm, around the ranch, whatever you're going to be using it for.
3: Well, you know, Trav's out there with the 700, and uh, he could pull what about 1300 pounds with that crazy uh
2: hitch, and then also he could put bags of feet on the front and back and go for it. Yeah, what's amazing with the rear cargo rack, I think it can hold up to like 198 pounds, and I don't care unless you harvest like some swamp donkey by the time you feel dressed. It. i mean there is plenty of room you could actually put a doe or a buck on the back of this kodiak 700 and be well under the weight limit of the cargo capacity
9: yeah that's right i mean it's versatile to the nth degree realistically i think that towing capacity is even 1322 pounds so yeah if you, oh, well. if you had a, a nice buck or doe on the back and need to tow back your uh your tree stand or anything i mean it has plenty of power plenty of capable to
3: do that how many bigfoot Buy Yamaha 700s.
2: Are you saying like the Bigfoot that's open in Oklahoma now? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? They got a Bigfoot season in Oklahoma.
9: <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, there you go. I mean, as long as they are under 1,322 pounds, you can load them up on the trailer when you're pulling them back on the Kodiak, right?
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, one of the things that, that I have found with this. That a good comeback. I know it. Uh, <laughs> it. One of the things that we have found that the air intake on the seven hundred. Is so much higher. I know I was on a trail ride last summer and some of the other guys, they kind of bottomed out and uh, stalled out in the middle of a stream and uh, we were able just to fly right through.
9: Yeah, that air intake is high. The CVT intake is high because you want to keep that all cool, keep it all flowing. And again, we want you to use these in real world situations. We're not just, you know, kind of saying one thing and doing another. These vehicles back up exactly what we
2: say. Well, and the on the on command four wheel drive, you know, once again, going to competitors really does give you that control. Uh, so you can go from the two wheel drive to limited slip four wheel drive and fully locked differential four wheel drive, and an override button. Um, it really does put that rider in control when they need it. They can use it, and it'll never let you down.
9: Exactly. You're the driver is the one that's making the decision on what the vehicle is going to do. You don't. To worry about it doing something funky or whiz going to engage, will it engage? You put it in that function two wheel drive, four wheel drive, four wheel drive, full diff lock. You know exactly how it's going to handle. The only thing, I mean, if you look at other real world technology like the electric power steering, that's torque and speed sensitive. Yeah, it has more assist at lower speeds less assisted higher speech, which means again, you just have that consistent feeling all the way throughout.
3: You bet. Hey, we gotta leave it right there. We've been talking with the ever-lovely Scott Newby from Yamaha. He is their side-by-side senior communications specialist. That's
2: right. He is also a Bigfoot specialist. (laughs) Uh, Now, Mr. Scott, to learn more about you, (laughs) the all-new Yamaha Kodiak 700 that we've been talking about, the EPS. You guys have so many fabulous side-by-size ATVs. Literally something for Everyone. Where can we find you guys online?
9: You can check out our full proven off-road lineup at yamahaoutdoors.com.
2: That's right. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out. Yamahaoutdoors.com. Look up Scott Newby. This man is amazing. We got to get to a break. Mr. Scott, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. We're one
1: with nature and killing deer.
5: Savvy Outdoorsman, baby!
9: Woo! I
8: I do hope somebody follows that gentleman out and stages an intervention. We ain't supposed to have livestock in this neighborhood yet. You
2: married a sea cow. You suck!
1: This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We kind of like to be stalked. So go ahead and follow us.
2: Instagram, Twitter,
1: Twitter, Twitter Facebook, and at The voice will
5: return in a few moments. Plus means more. Introducing Plus.com, the most comprehensive outdoor website ever created. Recent, relevant, and Authentic. With new product reviews, expert tips, videos, and podcasts from America's most trusted sources like Game & Fish, Guns & Ammo, North American Whitetail, and many more. Experience the new OutdoorChannelPlus.com. Never stop searching. Savor the finer things in life.
6: Hunting, fishing, and eating. Every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fork. Join epic outdoorsmen Steve Rinella, Daniel Vitalis, and Scott Layseth as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. The most mouth-watering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on
1: Outdoor Channel. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. you think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had
3: a propeller.
1: Oh, look at the freak!
3: Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real.
1: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
3: What the hell are you still doing here?
1: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at
3: JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week, talking about backwoods and back rows. Of course, we had uh, Daniel Vitalis, when a neat guy got a program called Wild Feed. Wild Fed. Wild Fed. <laughs> we did that. And then, of course, uh, Sergeant Mark DePew from Michigan and then not finally no not finally and Keep going. matt busbus with viral outdoors and finally <laughs> we got scott newby with Yamaha. hey we got a big surprise for you guys next week because we're going on the air in michigan yeah up there and uh where uh traverse city uh petoskey
2: gaylord and El Pino of all places so my uh favorite portions of the country right there <laughs> way up there you don't
3: even know where it's at michigan
2: <laughs> all right so folks get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you and send bunny some uh, get well emails she really needs it Because she's she, sick of she, she's away from <laughs> us it makes her sad when she's not here all right so we will return next week i know you're wondering you're really scared you thought we might not but we are uh peace out god bless you and the united states we gotta go